clumsy or random as a blaster. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Except this brain's out. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Do you enjoy knives? Oh, yes. They want to know us so they can kill When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Get them in the crosshairs. Their early work was a little too new wave for me. Like these morons on the internet, like this Troy and Emery, who have no idea what they're talking about. Try again. Nobody It's the Random Show with Troy and Emery. Can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, Ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, Folk, ain't that a hole in a boat? Hey everyone, welcome to the random show with Troy and Emery. I'm Emery. Hey, Emery. How are you this week? I'm great. I'm fantastic. I think this week, since we are kind of getting back to our normal recording schedule, and uh, we don't want these shows to go come on back to back, we're going to, this week's going to be kind of short and sweet, little truncated version of the random show. We don't want everybody to get too much of us and get bored of us. It's kind of it's 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 my Valentine to my dad because I think he listens to the show while he's pooping, and I think 54 minutes his legs start to get numb and also get hot on the top from the laptop. So 30 minutes should be just the right amount of time for my dad to pinch one, listen to the podcast, get up. 50 minutes isn't good for if you've got your laptop on your lap. That's not good for your balls either. No. It's a good thing your dad's probably done with... He should dust those things off. Yeah, he's probably not going to have any more offspring, so uh, it's not good to cook your balls for that long. So we'll keep it short and sweet there, Mr. Emery. But speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, that is in a couple of days. I heard Valentine's Day is your favorite holiday. Is that true? That's a bold-faced lie. Is it really? <laughs> it was. Actually, I, ha- I didn't hear that or read about it. I just assumed that Valentine's Day would be your favorite holiday. Because you... You seem like such a romantic. That's maybe the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Troy. Now that's a bullface lie. I've said sweeter things to you before. Are you a, are you a fan of Valentine's Day? Do you have any Valentine? Uh, you told me earlier today that your wife and you celebrated Valentine's Day and your anniversary at the same time, and uh, I commented that that was genius that you got married on Valentine's Day because you two birds one stone sort of a thing. Right. Well, just to clarify, it's um my ex-wife. Yes, we got married on Valentine's Day. And I think I got divorced on July 4th, Independence Day. So both of those dates are kind of appropriate. No, I'm kidding. I don't know when. I'm not exactly sure when my uh, divorce date was. Armistice Day. <laughs> Armistice Day. Armist- Armistice? <laughs> yeah. Ba- Bastille Day. <laughs> but I did get married on Valentine's Day. All right. I mean, I might as well let it out of the bag now because... I mean, my ex-wife does listen to the podcast. Yeah, part of it was so that I could never forget the anniversary, and part of it was so that I could do the two-for-gift, you know, the anniversary and Valentine's gift, all in one shot. Now, probably every female listener we have is groaning right now and calling me an asshole. They would be right. 
there's nothing wrong with trying to save a buck, is is there? Do you do you have any special Valentine's Day memories that you would like to share? You mean like when I was married, or just in general? Just in general, best Valentine's Day you've ever had? Ooh, no, I don't think I've ever had a, a good val. We should cue. We should cue right now some Dean Martin. That's amore. <laughs> you can you can take care of that. Cue Dean. You know, I don't think. I have any fond recollections of Valentine's Day whatsoever. Other than in elementary school, I guess in first or second grade when I was uh, going to school in Hawaii, I did dig on this one girl, and on Valentine's Day, there's you always exchange the Valentines with pretty much everybody in your class, which makes it even less special. For this one girl that I kind of dug, I taped a little heart, one of those little candy hearts that has the message on that day, and I distinctly remember her looking at it and popping it in her mouth and then just saying, oh, thanks, and walking away. And I was kind of crushed about that. What what what, what did the message on the candy heart say? Was it classy or casual? Or I think what? it was, you know, traditional, something like be mine, or do you have protection? Have you seen the, have you seen the candy hearts the last few years, how they have these updated phrases on them, like, text me, or I'll email you or let me hit that. <laughs> really? Let me hit that? That's awesome. I think they should have the candy hearts where you can personalize them yourselves and put your own. Like, are you 18? Or does it pee when you burn? Or does it burn when you pee? R period U, like the actual letters. That would be cute. You should yeah, do that. I definitely should. Yeah, so Valentine's Day, really no fond memories. Except for when... I got married. You know, that was that was a cool day. The the only bad thing about it I remember was that we got married at a justice of the peace and afterwards I was like, "Hey, let's go out to eat." And of course, every restaurant was packed. <laughs> so we um I think we finally went to this all you could eat seafood place. So, yeah, I had mussels and uh, crab legs on my wedding night slash valentine's day i'm kind of similar in the regard that i don't have a valentine's day memory that sticks out in my head because uh you know me uh i've always just been about sports sex no real real relationships or anything like that kidding just a joke uh (laughs) but the most amazing thing i've ever seen on valentine's day uh when i was in college i was uh waiting tables and i worked in this restaurant And there was a dishwasher who worked in the restaurant. His name was Eric. And Eric was a really nice guy only because he was the type of guy when you found out how old he really was, he did not, he was, did not look his age. But when you you found out how old he really was, you just felt sorry for him because he was washing dishes and he wasn't Mexican. So. It was Valentine's Day. We're all working doubles. The place is packed, and Eric is working his dishwashing shift. And his girlfriend, who was the the sweetest, most innocent-looking little girl, came to the restaurant and stood next to him at the dishwashing station for his entire shift. And when he had little breaks between running loads of dishes through, they would kind of hold hands and stare longingly into each other's eyes. And it was just the sweetest, most selfless, romantic gesture I'd ever seen uh, in real life. And it made me jealous, and I wanted that. Wow. I wanted a girl to come and watch me wash dishes at my crappy job and still love You were noticing this as you threw mounds of dishes full of uh, shrimp in his face? Oh, yeah, it was disgusting. And I didn't feel bad. I mean, I mean, 
Wow, that 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 is a sweet story. You know who's probably not going to have a good Valentine's this year? Who's that? Chris Brown, Rihanna. Ooh. I mean, I don't think they're going to be exchanging candy hearts this year, unless it's through bars. <laughs> unless there were some candy hearts on his knuckles. You know, we had that car chase in L.A. a couple nights ago, and came home from work, and I was on the computer, and I was actually looking at my Twitter feed. Are you familiar with Twitter at all? I am, and this rumor got started that the guy driving the Bentley was maybe Chris Brown, and he was leading the LAPD on this slow-speed OJ-style car chase. Exactly. But I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I I just was looking at the feed, and people were saying, you know, watching this car chase on on TV, is it Chris Brown? And, 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 you know, and I had no idea what the Chris Brown reference was. You know, and then, of course, the story broke where it wasn't Chris Brown. It was some Pakistani DJ or whatever. Just some random dude. Yeah. But I still didn't get the reference until you actually mentioned it at work uh, the other day. I just, you know, I had no clue, and I thought it was pretty funny that Chris Brown decided to mar Rihanna's face with his knuckles, or maybe it was an umbrella. Do, do we know for sure what he... Let, let me let me make it clear that I think any type of violence, for the most part, against women is 100% wrong. Even if it's psychological? Let me amend my statement. Any type of physical violence towards a woman is 100% wrong. Okay. The thing I don't understand is that, honestly, when you look at the two, Rihanna next to Chris Brown, it looks like Rihanna could take the guy. He doesn't look like much. No, Rihanna's got some gams, let me tell you. I mean, she could do one of those, like, Zinnia on a top death moves on Chris Brown and just snap his head clean off. Yeah, and she's got that... She's got the dikey butch haircut and the, the strong jaw, and she she looks like she could have thrown a haymaker herself his way. And I thought most, you know, urban black women were pretty tough that way. At least swing her purse at him or something. Must have been true love. Sometimes, unless you get, you know, cold cocked in the face, they don't think it's serious. But now she knows it's, it's serious. Speaking of, if Rihanna and Chris Brown apparently have found true love, and are hitting each other in the face. Who would be your ideal partner, spouse? And let's kind of keep this somebody famous. In fact, let me just throw some names out to you, okay? And tell me if, if you would think. Like Amy Adams. You, you said that you you dig on Amy Adams, and do you think she would be a Valentine for you? Would you send her a Valentine's Day card? I, I definitely would. As I've stated previously, Amy Adams is leave my wife hot. Well, how about, I'm going to throw up two names, you tell me which one. Tina Fey or Diablo Cody? Who would you send a card to? Oh, Scarface or a reformed stripper. That scar on Tina Fey, I mean, I want to lick that scar. It's pretty hot. Well, you've made your choice clear. <laughs> uh, I would say Tina Fey. I'd, I'd take Tina Fey. My choice would actually be just to have a Tina Fey and Diablo Cody sando and just be in the middle of that. Because they're both writers, and that I find incredibly sexy. I would not stand in the way of that. I would say have your fun, as long as I got a Jenna Fisher, Amy Adams menage in the next room. Nice. Okay, well, here's another one. Kate Hudson or Angelina Jolie? Uh, That's pretty much a no-brainer, regardless of the fact that Kate Hudson pretty much looks like Goldie Hawn with venereal disease. I would... (laughs) 
regardless of any of the Angelina Jolie stuff, I, I would I would take her on principle. Angelina Jolie, but it looks like Kate Hudson is in Angelina Jolie's lips. I that mouth of hers, I just it's too much for me. I couldn't do it. Okay, well then, how about Kate Hudson or Gwyneth Paltrow? Which one? Wow, that's like I would say Gwyneth, just so I could. I I just really want to hurt Chris Martin's feelings. Uh, that's my. That would be my motivation. Yeah, I think I could give him an, an entire Coldplay new album's worth of material if if I really just hurt him in the worst way. Oh yeah, I think that would definitely. He would be writing his next uh, Grammy award winning album. Yeah, and if she was my Valentine, I would automatically be friends with Robert Downey Jr., which <laughs> would put me in the same league as Val Kilmer, which is awesome. Nice. I think. I would go for the Kate Hudson. I, there's just Kate Hudson's just got that kind of cherub face and that youthful zeal to her, and she wasn't in Seven. Well, apparently her standards aren't that high, so you might have a shot. Lance Armstrong only has one ball, and you know. And she apparently seems like the the suicidal types as well. Indeed. And I like to to breathe, so she might not dig me anyway. All right, how about one last little throw out there, Condoleezza Rice or Sarah Palin? Uh, Sarah Palin, by a long shot, because I've always wanted to shoot endangered animals from a helicopter, and I want to be a step-grandpa. What if she made you live in Alaska? Would that would that throw off the whole deal? Uh, what is the capital of Alaska? Are you asking me seriously or facetiously? No, for, for real. Juno. I know, I know. But I'm yeah, I'm editing that one out. I'm telling my 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 ultimate 2009 Valentine. I'm putting my heart on the line here. Okay. Okay. I am imploring this young lady to contact me at Champions of the Universe at Yahoo.com. This is your online plea for a Valentine. For Valentine's Day love, and hopefully a very happy life together. An Octo Mom. I'm talking to you. The Octomom. The Octomom. All right, she did this interview with Ann Ann Curry, and everybody thinks she's insane, which, as I stated previously on last week's podcast, when it comes to hot chicks, it's pretty much a 50-50 coin flip between them being cool or insane. Right. I think she's kind of hot. I definitely think she's kind of hot. She's got 14 kids. She's raising them alone with only the help of taxpayer money and some you know food stamps and whatnot i could be a good father to 14 bastard in vitro children and i've always wanted to coach my own basketball team and with these kids i would have enough for a whole team second string and for third string reserves and two of those i can maybe make like an equipment manager or maybe even groom an assistant coach so octomom i think you're cute Slash insane. I think we would get along. Please drop me a line. I'll take you out to uh, a nice dinner at Red Lobster. Yeah, so this woman has, what, 14 kids now under the age of five? Or Yeah. That is insane. She needs my help. She's not going to be on the welfare for much longer because apparently she's got a book deal coming out. She's uh, going to be endorsed by... I'll endorse her. Probably going to have her own TLC show here. Yeah, but what if she doesn't like to have kids the natural way? She only likes to do it with uh, you know, the in vitro. Would that be a deal killer? No, not at all. 
No. I've always thought that I would make a great father, but I think I'll make an even greater stepfather. Yeah, well, in this particular case, you yeah, you guys could start your own little colony. I think she deserves to actually be shipped off to an island, and uh, you and her can be perfectly happy there with your, <laughs> tr- your tribe of kids. Did you want to take this moment to maybe send out a special uh, valentine to someone? No. At, at this point in my life, I do not want to you know, whisper sweet nothings into anybody's ear, to have to bear my soul to anyone, because I think they'll just scratch it out. I'm pretty content right now with being asexual. That's why, you know, I'm kind of against the whole Valentine's Day thing. Even even when I was married, I think Valentine's Day is just the most unromantic thing. Uh, it's just an excuse for people to, to go out because Hallmark says this is the day that they should go out. No, but especially you as a formerly married man, you should appreciate Valentine's Day because it's it's so ripe for the plucking. Basically, what you have to do is you take your special lady out for dinner. You know, maybe a show, a movie, something like that. And it pretty much guarantees, especially if you're in a stagnant relationship, that you're going to get like some weird, crazy sex that night, maybe. Maybe something that you have wanted to try for a long time that you haven't been able to try because it's like one of those special days. I don't know where your interests or or, or, or little uh, lovemaking peccadillos lied, but I'm pretty sure... You would be lying to me if you told me that you never got something that you've been wanting for a really long time on Valentine's Day. Come on. No, I don't think that Valentine's Day just never ignited anything romantic in me. I just was... It's like a contractual agreement, though, between two people. I got more excited during Sweeps Week than Valentine's Day because... At least I had some visual stimulation before going out for that evening. No, Valentine's Day is not. I like to seriously line up a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls separately and ask them what would be more romantic or what the fact that they had a nice dinner, that their guy took them out, got them roses on Valentine's Day, and got them that special heart pendant from gay jewelers, or... If it was just some random day of the week and he brought her a card and said, hey, I just need to give this to you because I dig you and your ass looks really good right now. But there's nothing special about that random Tuesday when you bring her a card and some flowers and uh, the Somewhere in Time DVD that will let you maybe put it in her butt. Oh, I'm telling you, (laughs) they will dig that and they will... That you do the full anal highway route because <laughs> they feel oh that God. wow, this you know this came out of nowhere. It wasn't it wasn't because you're expected to do it because it's February 14th. This is because you really do love me. And yes, you can toss my salad because this is so nice. Troy said that I did I did not say that Un, unsanitary. Somewhere in time, which which movie was that? Is that the one with Jane Seymour? Jane Seymour. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Who's that directed by? It's a great flick. People make fun of me for liking that flick, but I apologize to no one. Who directed that flick? Was that Nicholas Meyer? No. The only reason I ask is because I just I was listening to a podcast with Nicholas Meyer. It was actually a very enlightening podcast about his movies. You know, of course, he did Star Trek II and, and Star Trek VI. And another thing I didn't realize was that Nicholas Meyer directed the TV movie The Day After. Are you familiar with that i have not i'm not i've never seen the day after i'm aware of it i've never seen it though oh yeah it's that uh for those of our listeners that don't know the day after was an abc movie 
that came out, I believe it was 83, and it, it pretty much depicts a nuclear exchange between the Soviet Union and the United States. And, uh, and it takes place in the United States, and it's just about how there's nuclear winter, and they pretty much just follow, it's a bunch of little stories, and they follow them, you know, trying to survive this nuclear holocaust. And that movie, I remember just fascinating me, because I was, I think, uh, if it came out in 83, I was 15? 15 at the time, you know, and there was always that threat since Reagan was in office that we might actually go to war. And after seeing that movie, I was like, holy crap, I'm going to make sure that I carry a shovel with me everywhere just in case those sirens go off. I can dig a hole and jump in it because it did not look pleasant. Either that or I would hit myself over the head with the shovel and just, or decapitate myself with the shovel and be done with it. Yeah, the day after, I would definitely, if you haven't seen it, it's, you know, it's a little dated now. The, the special effects, it's a TV movie. It was done in the 80s, but definitely very chilling, uh, to say the least. Now that you've got your plug in for the day after, I'd like to put in my plug for North and South, which is my favorite. <laughs> the <laughs> the civil the civil war miniseries yes yeah but i was actually wrong the nicholas meyer didn't do somewhere in time he did time after time which is another wow what a complete waste of time after time you just put us through right there yeah that was a, a useless segue what what give us the gist of somewhere in time what's you know is that a movie that is worth watching would that be a good valentine's day movie it would be a great valentine's day movie it would, it's it's guaranteed to get you laid I cannot put it any any simpler than that. Okay, according to IMDb, the, that movie was written by Richard Matheson, who, as I recall, is a horror slash science fiction writer. Is there any horror or science fiction in it? There are elements of, of science fiction, but people who do not—I'm sorry—people who do not like the movie have equated it to a Lifetime type movie that coincidentally got a theatrical release in the early 80s i don't know christopher reeve acting opposite jane seymour that sounds pretty horrific in itself and apparently it was directed by Jeanette swark who i don't know that sounds kind of french i don't know I'm, i might have to give it a look oh it stars in then unknown william h macy so i think that's definitely gonna have to go in my netflix queue well what about a good other than somewhere in time what would you feel is a good movie for cuddling with a significant other by a fireplace on your bearskin rug with Ooh, that's a good question i would say bearskin rug the movie <laughs> bearskin rug the movie why haven't we written that yet i would have to say showgirls I can't think of anything more romantic than Valentine's Day, which also happens to be your anniversary, watching Showgirls. See, you know, you know, the, the funny thing about Showgirls is that everybody makes jokes about it, but nobody's ever actually seen it. Oh, I've seen it, my friend, from beginning to end. I do not believe you whatsoever. No, no, I mean, nobody's ever seen it. We've seen the clips, we've seen the trailers, we know that Jesse Spano gets naked from the top down, but no, no, nobody's ever seen that movie. You've never seen it? I think I've made that clear. Oh, well, I'm sorry to say, I have seen it. I will put a disclaimer in here that the only reason I did see it is because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing any naked scenes with Elizabeth Berkley. I even watched it all the way through the credits in case she made a cameo in the credits naked somewhere. Or even at the end. Or if they, you know how they have the bloopers during the credits? I was hoping they would have naked bloopers with Elizabeth Berkley. There was no full frontal? 
Um, not during the credits, no. I was a little disappointed. It's a very underrated movie. You know, definitely feel for her character. I mean, she's just a dancer that wants to make it in the world. And, uh, you know, and goes to Vegas and winds up being a stripper. I mean, it's your typical, you know, riches to rags story. I think you should watch all the way through and quit disparaging it and throw out Somewhere in Time and make Showgirls your new Valentine's Day classic. Either that or Star Trek Four. I was going to say 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, the... Uh, Sandra Bullock classic? She plays she plays fourth zombie from the left. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, speaking of zombies, did you see that concept art I sent you regarding World War Z? I did not. No, I, did you email that to I me? I did. Or? I emailed it to you. It's a cool... I guess they hired this uh, concept artist to start doing um, some art for World War Z, and it's actually a scene from the Battle of Yonkers. And just to put some of... Our listeners in the loop, World War Z is a novel written by Max Brooks. It's a zombie novel. It's about the uh, it's about the zombie apocalypse. It's about a, a world war with zombies. Is that how you would describe it, Emery? Yeah, it uh, it's a book that presupposes that a zombie epidemic has spread across across the globe, and it uses a Studs Turtel style narrative to describe what happened in the aftermath and it's a genius piece of work and Troy and I have nothing but the utmost respect for Max Brooks and uh, had the privilege of meeting him and and uh, are really looking forward to the film that is supposed to go into production sometime in the near future with a script adapted by J. Michael Straczynski. Yes and directed by Mark Forster of Monsters Ball, The Kite Runner, and The Quantum of Solace fame. But you know, the funny thing about the novel is that Emery, for the longest time, was just egging me to read this novel. I said, yeah, you know, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And and Max Brooks does come into the store, and you know, he had autographed uh, a bunch of books. So I picked one up for my brother for Christmas, and Emery asked me once again, hey, have you read this yet? And I was like, no, I'm going to. And finally, I, I picked it up and started reading it. And the, every day he saw me, he's like, are you done with it? Have you gotten to you know this scene? Have you gotten to the Battle of Yonkers? And I'm like, no. But you know, once I finally got through with it, it was a very good book, uh, very uh, well written, and I'm looking forward to the movie. However, Emery also has the audiobook version of this. He's got it on CD, and I have constantly asked Emery for it, and all he has given me is disc two of, I think there's <laughs> six discs to this audiobook, and he gave me disc two, and he's like, oh, here you go. Do this. And I was like, well, where's disc one and the rest? He's like, oh, you know, I'll get those to you, but, you know, you've read the book, and you can just prop in anywhere but i can't i i've got disc two and i put it on my ipod but i don't want to listen to it yet until i get this one three four that's your loss man well no it's your you keep telling me you're gonna get me those discs and you haven't yet so please i'm imploring you on the intertron to get me the rest of those cds so that i can listen i will i will do my best but it's kind of funny how we started as a valentine's day special show and ended up on the subject of zombies and why I will not give you the rest of the CDs. Hey, that's what this show is all about. That's why it's called The Random Show, Emery. Indeed. I, I, you're right. You're right. We've got Valentine's. We've got zombies. Um, we've got Chris Brown. 
punching on Rihanna. That's why I love the format of this. I don't know, Emery, you want to call it wraps? Or do you have anything else you want to... No, I would say thank you to everyone for listening to our stupid random show. And uh, have a wonderful Valentine's Day if you choose to celebrate it. If you are going to be out, I am going to be working. I'm probably going to be waiting on those of you who like to celebrate Valentine's Day. And all I can say is I hope you have a long wait. And uh, that's what you get for going out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Once again, I just want to mention that the random show with Troy and Embry, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can leave a rating there. Once again, it's just a five-star rating, so please leave us a rating. If you want to review us as well, that would be great. Also, leave your comments on our website at www dot randomtroyshow.wordpress.com where you can also email Emery and myself if you wish to leave us story suggestions or just wish to especially if you are Octomom and you're just trying to get in touch with Emery for a date. Oh please, please. And I guess this would be a good time for Mr. Emery. You can now flush wipe and flush and uh i hope we haven't put your legs to sleep this time i hope your balls aren't cooking he's got more than lance armstrong <laughs> yes all right emory until next week all right see you guys next week bye thanks for listening to the random show with troy and emory please visit our webpage at www.randomtroyshow.wordpress.com where you can find our contact information and download past episodes you can also listen to the podcast by subscribing in iTunes. Music for the Random Show with Troy and Emery by Champions of the Universe. This has been a Without Borders production. Oh, shit!